powerful and intriguing tips and tricks for speakers by speakers. Welcome to the Key5 Podcast with your host, Robert Ferguson. Welcome to the Key5 Podcast for speakers by speakers. For show notes and to get free stuff, go to key5podcast.com. Today, we're talking with Matt Drayton, an author and speaker who leverages his military and corporate experiences to teach others about leadership, success, and productivity. Let's get started. So, Matt, uh, tell us, how did you get started in the speaking business? Hello, Robert. It's good to be here. Uh, I started my uh, speaking business after serving some time in the military. During my military career, I gave many briefings to uh, large audiences and senior officials, and I enjoyed the process of preparing for and giving speeches. So after I retired, I decided to uh, start my speaking business. I started my speaking business to to start helping people and sharing the the knowledge that I learned during my military and uh, corporate careers. Wonderful. So as a professional speaker, we often talk about the great things that we do and uh, the benefits, but I actually want to focus first on uh, what are some of the biggest mistakes or challenges that you've experienced so far as a, as a speaker? Well, uh, probably the biggest mistake I've made, Robert, was uh, I fell for uh, a scam a few years back where I paid a significant amount of money for a program that's supposed to help me and increase and and, uh, uh, enhance my speaking business. And uh, if if there's one thing that I can tell uh, our speakers out there is that uh, there are a lot of people that target speakers and want to sell them things. And a lot of those uh, things that they try to sell you are shortcuts. There are no shortcuts to a successful speaking business. You have to put in the time, uh, put in the work and do a lot of practice. And uh, sometimes uh, you can you can be successful very quickly, but even then, those people put in that time, uh, put in that practice, and, and are a little bit more deliberate. Well said, Matt. Uh, <laughs> there are no shortcuts to building it. <laughs> I can appreciate that. Well, very Robert, there actually actually there is no shortcuts to much of anything, but 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 speaking specifically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So as you're, when you get a, an opportunity, you've got an upcoming gig to speak, what do you do? What's the process you follow uh, to prepare for that speech? Well, Robert, I have a saying that as a speaker, you should never prepare. You should over-prepare. Uh, <laughs> I found out that, you know, that um, I, I have a process that I use. I, I have a checklist, and, and I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a checklist type guy, you know, being ex-military. But I have a checklist for certain things that, that must be done. And then I also have some things that I do as a rule to help me better understand my, my audience. Uh, for example, uh, I, I find out everything I can about my audience, um, you know, uh, what things they're interested in. Uh, I talk to, if, if I'm speaking at a, a, a corporation, I, I get in touch with the management there and, and find out exactly what points they want me to stress. I find out kind of what's going on inside the uh, organization. Uh, and if time permits, sometimes I even take a trip there and kind of look at things behind the scene, depending on uh, what it is. But uh, the, the big thing is uh, for me um, is uh, doing the pre-work, uh, but, but more importantly uh, than anything else than logistics and, and preparing by, by knowing your audience, it is actually practicing 
uh, your speech itself. And I just can't stress that enough. You know, I can do a 20 minute keynote speech, but sometimes I'll put 80 hours into that 20 minutes. And that is just, uh, you know, doing the speech, practicing it, breaking it down, uh, improving it and just working on it. So it, uh, the key thing is, uh, preparation, uh, by, uh, knowing who your audience is and, and understanding who they are and, and doing background work on them. And, and uh, the other piece of that is, is establishing right out of the bat a, a, a real good uh, rapport with the, the event planner or the company or corporation that is, that is hiring you and, and making sure you address all their concerns. But then more importantly, out of all of the, the things is actually practicing the speech and, 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 being, and being ready when you go up there to, to deliver. Um, it, there's a different feeling when you've practiced the speech and, and you're prepared than it is when you haven't. I've done both, and, and I decided to start just over-preparing and, and being ready by, by practicing. Right on. Good advice, Matt. I appreciate that. And when you, those 80 hours, as you talk about for a 20-minute presentation, by the time you put that much time in, when you get up on stage or you're in front of your audience and you know your material, have you reached a point where your thoughts are no longer about the actual content? What, what are you thinking about when you're up there? Well, so a, a lot of times, uh, and it depends on what type of speech it is. If I'm in a, if I'm, if I'm speaking with other speakers, sometimes I will pick things up that the audience is doing, or I would pick up on some things from another speaker that I, that I can kind of lead in and, 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 and drive something home. Or if it is just, uh, but 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 I never. If if the if your question is is that it's kind of automatic, it never is. Normally, uh, I I stay on script and try to deliver the speech exactly like I practice it. Uh, sometimes things will will happen uh, where you have to adjust, but and and that is when it's very good to just know your material very material very well. So that you can just uh, do things off the fly and always return back to uh, where you're going. You know, whatever those main points you're trying to drive home are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Matt, I appreciate that insight. So overall in your speaking business, what sort of things are you doing to help um, promote your speaking business? Well, I have uh, several marketing streams and strategies uh, to include uh, my website. I do webinars. I have a mailing list. Uh, I'm an author, so I have book signings, and I do a lot of interviews. If you go to my website, uh, mattdrayton.com, you will see that I've done a, a, an extensive amount of interviews for uh, different publications and different programs. And then uh, the other thing um, that I always try to tell um, uh, speakers is that if you are a thought leader on a specific topic, I think it's vital that you capture all of the stuff that you know in print somewhere and share it with others. Uh, speakers need other revenue streams besides speaking because a lot of times, I mean, you're not going to, rarely are you speaking every day. Even the top speakers aren't speaking almost every day. They take uh, downtime and you can be, uh, I, I always say it like this, uh, if you've got different revenue streams and you've got books on Amazon and other, other forms of uh, revenue, uh, you can make money while you sleep. <laughs> Very true. Good advice. Okay. Well, you've obviously, as you've been building this business from writing and speaking, do you have others you admire or you've modeled after in building your speaking business? 
Yeah, there's a lot of speakers that I uh, admire. I like to think that I'm an original, and I try to to be original. Um, I do uh, look at other speakers. I listen to them, and there's a lot of them that I admire. But if there was uh, one speaker that really uh, stood out to me, uh, God bless him. Uh, his name is Keith Harrell. He was one of my favorite speakers. He passed away a few years ago from cancer. But uh, if you if you really want to see a charismatic, funny, engaging, and effective speaker, somebody who really had a strong message, I, I would ask you to go out on YouTube and just type in Keith Harrell and look at some of the uh, speeches that he gave. I mean, he gave them to Coca-Cola. He gave them to a lot of big corporations. And he was just very, very effective. And I try to not use his style, but I look at the way he delivers his speeches and some of his content and how he delivers it. And uh, it has inspired me and, and I think helped me out quite, quite a bit. Fabulous. Appreciate you sharing that. We'll definitely look him up. So as we wrap things up here, Matt, um, if you were to give just one recommendation to speakers, a tip, uh, what would it be? Okay, Robert, is it okay if I give more than one? <laughs> sure. You know, it's hard. I, when uh, I, 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 There's so many tips, you know, that we can give speakers, but I do have a couple that I, that I kind of stick by. Uh, one I would say is uh, be deliberate. Uh, when, and, and by that, I mean, take your time. Don't rush into things. Don't rush into decisions. Uh, take your time. Uh, put uh, the work in to build your speaking business. It's not easy. Uh, you know, I tell people, uh, you, you got to build your business the right way, especially a speaking business. Uh, being a professional speaker isn't easy. You know, you're on stage by yourself. There's no one to help you or to blame if something goes wrong. Um, and then the last thing I would say uh, after being deliberate and, and, and building your business the right way is never forget that a speaker is an entertainer. <laughs> uh, you are entertaining people regardless of if you're giving a speech to a corporate group, or if you're giving a keynote, specifically a keynote, that is solely entertainment. So you just have to remember that. And you have to practice and work hard on your craft so that when you get up there, uh, it's not automatic, but it just it, it, it's very, very comfortable for you. And uh, those would be the, uh, the tips that I would pass on to anyone who is aspiring to uh, be a professional speaker and start a speaking business. Thanks, Matt. That's uh, great tips, uh, worth more than one. So I um, <laughs> great, awesome. <laughs> appreciate your time, Matt. And as uh, we like to say, as we wrap things up to our speakers, that we'll see them on the stage. Now let's hear what Alan Hoffler has for us in our Millswick Minute. Today's speaking tip is about how to break the drone of monotone. No one likes a monotone speaker. It'll make the top three of every survey ever given of things people hate in speakers. But just about everyone has a natural tone that is monotone. Literally, the word means one tone. And we all have a tone we prefer and stay with unless, unless you force yourself out. The secret is to get your entire body involved. Big gestures bring big voice change. Big facial expressions enact a big vocal variety. It's doubtful you'll ever go too big, and certainly not on your own natural doing. It's never as expressive as you think it is. Get your body involved. Practice in front of a mirror. Solicit feedback. Watch yourself on video. 
The bigger the voice change, the bigger the audience response. I'm Alan Hoffler, and this is your Millswick Minute. Thanks, Alan. If you could see me now, I have my entire body involved to make sure there is no monotone happening here. On our next Key 5 podcast, I'll be interviewing Carol Linden, a Myers-Briggs expert and author of the book, The Job Seeker's Guide for Extroverts and Introverts. I hope you can join us. To listen to all of our podcasts and learn more about our guests, go to key5podcast.com. That's K-E-Y and the number five, podcast.com. And remember to enter your name for a chance to win a copy of Alan's book, Presentation Sin. At the end of every month, we're giving away a book. So go to key5podcast.com today. Thanks for listening. This podcast was produced by your local studio. For more, go to key5podcast.com.